Hey church, welcome to Frontline Community Church Podcast. My name is Cody Mahaffey and I'm the connections and group pastor here at Frontline in Grand Rapids, Michigan. So our mission here is simple, to see zero people unchanged by Jesus. So whether you've been following Jesus your whole life or your journey has just begun, we hope that this message will help draw you near to the person of Jesus. Be challenged and encouraged by his word and be moved to action. We hope these next few moments are a blessing to you and equip you to see who God really is and who you really are in him. Awesome. All right. Well, hey, uh, we still have a sermon today, believe it or not. Uh, All of you who are pumped, you're like, it's got to be shorter today. It is shorter today. So uh, we're in a series right now, uh, especially if you're joining for the first time. If you don't know what we're doing, we're in a series right now. It's all about the Lord's Prayer. Uh, And today's focus, today's part of the Lord's Prayer aligns perfectly with why we're celebrating today. Uh, We've been talking about this for months leading up to this day. Uh, But really, the focus, as much as we want to honor Brian and Carrie, their family, uh, as much as we want to do that, their intention, their heart, just like our heart is, uh, is it, this is all about Jesus. This is 100% all about Jesus. This is not Brian's church. This is not my church. This is Jesus' church. So we're going to open up his word. We're going to study what he says, uh, but we're going to read this prayer uh, that Jesus taught his disciples how to pray. So it goes like this. Uh, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, it's, it, Jesus says, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The focus of today, the focus of this whole passage, I think really hinges on this one line here, your kingdom come. This is Jesus praying. It's all about God, his heavenly father, and his kingdom that he is furthering, that he is after. It's the same vision that is aligned that we have here at Frontline with the Zero Collective. It's until zero people remain unchanged by Jesus. That is his kingdom. We are not after building a big church. We're not after building a big network. We are only after building into Jesus's kingdom. That's not Brian's, that's not just Brian's role. It's not just Carrie's role. It's not just my role. It's not just the role of our staff. It is our role if we consider ourselves followers of Jesus. And so the the kind of prayer that this is, or the kind of prayer that we're talking about is is called contending prayer. Some of you may not have heard of contending prayer before, but if I had to define what contend mean, it's this. It's striving against a rivalry or struggling with an enemy for the control of a port. So that gives you an idea. If you you think about our city, if you think about Grand Rapids, if you think about our neighborhood, our neck of the woods, our community, our people and friends and relationships that we have, what God has actually called us to do is to be obedient as we contend for those people. And what we're celebrating today and what we see on stage is how Brian and Carrie and their family have lived that out and done that. But it is the exact same opportunity that every single one of us has. It's to contend for the lost people that are in our context, in our communities. That's people that you go to class with. That's people that you live next to. That's people that you work alongside. That's your employees. That's your children. That's your parents. It's people that you hang out with, that you have fun with. What we are called to do as followers of Jesus is to contend for them. Because it's about furthering the kingdom 
of God. It's what we're invited to do. It's what we're called to do. And so I, I think, honestly, a lot of us have a couple different ways that we go about this. Uh, the two most prevalent, I think, are this. The first one is we, we get upset. We get frustrated, and a lot of us, I think, we even get passive. It's easier for us to write a comment on Facebook or to post something on social media. It's easier to complain or whine or talk poorly of some situation, something broken. Maybe it's divorce that you see that's wreaking havoc on somebody in your life. Maybe it's addiction that has just taken a, a stronghold and it's, it's unraveling somebody else's life. Maybe, maybe it's your own family, brokenness, unforgiveness. I mean, pick something that's broken in our world. It is easy easy for us to honestly take a step back and say, that shouldn't be the way it is. And honestly, you're right. It shouldn't be. That's not how God designed it. Brokenness is a result of the fall. But a lot of us, our first option to do is to take a step back out of something like that and say, that shouldn't be, but we don't actually move to action. The, the second way that I think a lot of us engage with this uh, is we actually take a step forward. We take a step into it and we try to fix it ourselves. We try to offer words of wisdom or we try to offer, you know, a four-step plan, a six-step plan, a counseling session, whatever. It's not saying that any of these things are bad, getting involved, doing stuff, even grabbing people to do it alongside and, and, and almost getting excited about let's change this. Let's change this issue. Let's change this brokenness. Let's go after lost people. Let's, let's work out of our activity and our engagement with God. But here's what I would say. I don't think that Jesus' prayer leads us to do either one of those first. I think what Jesus taught his disciples is the exact same thing that we need to learn to do, to be obedient in our own time and walk with the Lord. It is not to engage. It's not to step back. It is actually to change our posture and get on our knees in prayer. I think this posture can change nations. I think this posture, this posture can change nations. It can change cities. It can change families. It can change workplaces, school districts, governments, and neighborhoods. This is the posture that Jesus taught his disciples to have. So on a day that we're talking about a transition, uh, the purpose of this is for the kingdom of God here in our city. It's for our context. And every single one of you plays a significant role. This isn't about people at church or people who work for the church or get paid by the church. It's their job to do the work of the ministry. No, no, it's our job as a church to do the work, to be obedient to what God has called all of us to do for the sake of people that don't yet know him. If we adopt a posture on our knees of prayer, of saying, God, here's what I want. I want your kingdom to come to this marriage. I want your kingdom to come to my child's school. I want your kingdom come to, to my neighborhood. I want your kingdom to come where it's evident and felt and seen and undeniable in my context. God, that's what I want. If we adopt that model of prayer, what I truly believe in, it's all throughout scripture, is that that prayer will lead to new life. It gives birth to it. That prayer, when we pray, when we seek, when we earnestly desire the kingdom of God to come here on earth, that will lead us to experience new life. And I believe God wants to do something new. He wants to do something new in you, in your life, in your family, in your context, in your workplace. And I really believe God wants to do something new here in our city. But all of you play a role. We need every single one of you. As I invite Brian to come back up as we close together, uh, what I want you to hear 
especially in a phase of a transition like this, a lot of times people's first question is, uh, what are we going to change? What's going to be new? What's going to be different? What I, what I want to tell you uh, is Brian has built such an incredible church here a culture here, a staff here, uh, an incredible environment here of authenticity and realness. What you have built here is not something that we're going to abandon. This is something that we're just going to continue building on because uh, it's for the sake of our community. It's for the sake of our city. It's for the sake of our world and for the sake of people that don't have a relationship with Jesus. So we won't abandon that. We won't run from that. We are going to continue to embrace that in this next season and, and continue to contend for our city, not just by being active, because that's certainly a part of it, but, but by the posture of being on our knees, asking God to come alongside and lead us into what that looks like into this next season. Mm. So. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you, David. I, I wanted to tell one quick story, if you could. This has been a week of a lot of emotions for me and, uh, and just re reminiscing and thinking back over the years and different moments. And to, to your point, even just talking about contending prayer, uh, I remember going all the way back to 2006 when we had first gotten this building and we were in the process of moving in and making this uh, church our home. Some of you were here and remember that, uh, that whole time. And just to be totally honest with you, if you could rewind the clock, things were not good. Um, we were way behind on the construction timeline. We, we were severely in debt. And I remember that summer, uh, I, I was in charge of trying to help make a lot of the, a lot of the transition happen. And uh, every week, I was hearing from more and more families in the church saying, "Hey, we're not going to make the move, you know, from the old building to the new building with you." And I mean, to, to say my stress level was high, it would be an extreme understatement. It was a very different place back then. Um, and so I have this memory. It's a middle, hot day uh, in the middle of July, uh, driving here to the church because there was a meeting that I was supposed to be a part of with uh, some of the people involved in the construction. So I get here to church. And I come out right out to these doors that most of you probably walked in this morning. And um, I get there and I realize I'm locked out and I don't have my keys and I don't have my cell phone. By the way, that still happens to me regularly around here. Uh, multiple days that has happened to me. Um, and so I have this memory. I mean, it was just the stress is so high. There's this meeting in there. I don't have my phone. I don't have my, my keys. I'm locked out of the building. And I remember it was just one of those give up moments. Uh, so I have this memory of sort of like slumping up against the brick wall and just kind of sliding down to the brick wall. It wasn't on my knees in prayer. It was like sliding down and just, and I began uh, to talk to God as you do when you're in one of those moments. And literally my, my prayers were not very spiritual. If you could have listened to them, it was literally like, why God, why are you allowing this to happen? What, what is your plan here? What did you lead us to, you know, to take on this building just for everything to just sort of fall apart and for us to fail? And you know how God sometimes... When you're in those moments, he will give you exactly what you need. He'll just send you a message. And he doesn't always do that, but this was one of those times. I remember just being slumped down, you know, sitting there against the brick wall, complaining to God. And out of the blue, these two boys ride by through the parking lot from this way on their bikes. I couldn't have been more than 10 or 11 years old. These two boys just pedaling through on their bikes. And as they're coming through, I can hear them. I can hear their conversation that they're having. And I don't think they could even see me. I was kind of in the shadows underneath that, you know, overhang there and just sitting there. But as they go by, the first boy says to the second one, hey, what are they putting in there? Apparently they'd seen, you know, the construction, seen something coming. So they, what are they putting in there? What are they, what's that going to be? And the second boy says to the first boy, I heard they're going to put a church in that building. And as they're... 
as they're riding off out of the parking lot, the first boy says to the other boy, a church, are you serious? If they put a church in there, even I would go to that church. <laughs> and it was just one of those moments, you know, where God just met me with exactly what I needed. He, it's just like he just said, Brian, look, you're, you're fishing for people. Destinies beat dollars. People beat profits. And so here's the truth. I have no idea to this day. I don't know if those two boys ever ended up actually coming to our church. I've wondered it many times if they ever actually ended up coming to our church. Um, but my prayers changed that day. From that day on, I stopped praying for the money to come in. I stopped praying for the building to get finished. I stopped praying for the construction. I stopped praying about all the people who were leaving. And literally from that day forward, I started praying for those two boys and for their families to come to this church. I started praying for their friends to come to this church, for their schools that they were going to to come to this church. And here, here's the truth. All these years later, I have no idea if they ever came to our church, but what I do know is the building got finished. The money came in. And years later, look around this room. I mean, how many lives have just been impacted by Jesus in this place? And that's what we have to continue to be about. That's what you have to continue to be about is we're talking, we're calling it contending prayer. It's why we talk about zero. This church, I really believe, exists for the people who are not here yet. It, it, yeah. Yeah. It is his church. It always will be. It always has been. And it exists for his purposes. It's for people who don't know Jesus to find him here. That's what I feel like this place has always been. It's why we were given this building. It's why I got to be in this role. It's why you get to be in this role now. And God's going to continue to move forward. I, I just want you to hear, I truly believe, and this is, gives me great joy to say this, because I, I really believe this. I think the best days for this church are ahead of us not behind us. I think they're in front of us. And this network and all that God's allowing to happen, I really believe where we're headed is, is even gonna be, it's gonna far eclipse even where we've been. And I'm saying that in a, you know, in a day and an age, and you know this, when the church is, is, you know, on the decline supposedly in America and people are turning their backs on God. And I think he wants to do something greater. If we continue to lean into him and we continue to trust him and say yes, even when we don't know the how, He's going to do it. He's always the one who does it. We hope this message encouraged you to know who God is and who you are in him. If you want to take a next step, visit frontlinegr.com slash next. We look forward to connecting with you there and we'll see you back here next week.